Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Pastor Ross as he comes to share this morning. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I love the family of God and I love that we can have some fun because families are meant to be fun, to share love and joy and the challenges. Any guys identify there? A bit of knee, uh, elbow nudging going on there. I just love the family of God that we can share together as men and women and children and grandparents and this is a family where we can just enjoy. So thank you for all those amazing words that you said about your mums and grandmas and thank you so much for, for those. Why don't we pray and just ask for the Holy Spirit to speak to us today. Father, we thank you for your love, Lord, for the gifts, for the words. Lord, sometimes the most amazing gifts are ones that we can't wrap, but it's, it's our, those hugs, it's the encouragement, it's the support, it's just being there, it's listening. Lord, I thank you for your love because you've come to reveal your amazing grace in our lives. We pray your blessing over us now as this word is spoken. Let it bring life and instruction in Jesus' name. Amen. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. Wow. God is so good. I was listening to the radio on uh, uh, Friday as I was driving to some appointment and I heard them interviewing some mums and and so many of the mums were expressing this sense of disappointment or lack of confidence or how they'd failed or not being good enough and they didn't didn't have all the right things to say or and it was just talking about how so many mums have a sense of failure or disappointment or lack confidence and I thought wow isn't that sad and it's so good that we have a day like today to honour mums, but I pray God's blessing and encouragement over you every day. And parenting can be the greatest joy and the greatest challenge in the world. All the parents here are nodding their heads saying, yeah. Well, we've got the help for you. Next Saturday, we've got a parenting seminar here at the church, just for two hours from two till four. And uh, most of you got it grabbed a brochure. It's only $10 per person. There'll be some notes. And we've got Brian and Moya Andrew coming from Brisbane. They did the marriage seminar here last year. They are full of fun, practical wisdom. Um, they've been in ministry for many years and they're motivational speakers and their parents and grandparents. They've sold over 50,000 of their books already because they've just, God's given them so much wisdom. So sign up down the back there and it's going to be great fun. And child minding, free child minding will be available here as well. Okay, let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Peter was sharing about that verse that's mentioned five times in the Bible. This one is mentioned at least four times. And it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. For this is right. For obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Honor, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother and be respectful for them. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on the earth. Wow. Sometimes we don't appreciate how true and powerful that is. And it says that parents, you are God's representatives for your children. Wow, that puts a whole great esteem on what it means to be a parent. And uh, mothers, the power that God's invested in your hands and your heart and your voice to bring life and blessing and direction for our children. So kids, young adults, honor your mum and dad. Adults, 
honor your parents. You, and some of you look at me and say, what? They didn't do that good a job with me. God will give us ways that we can honor and value them, even though they mightn't have been perfect. Psalm 127 verse 3. There's some great psalms here today. It says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. So having children, children, the Bible says, are a reward. Not a pest, not just hard work, not costly, even though they've done surveys and they said they cost, I saw some figures, it was $127,000 or something to raise each child. I'm thinking, where do they get those figures from? But that's crazy. But it says they're a reward and it says they are a heritage. Heritage comes from the same word, brute word of inheritance. So heritage, you look back at something that's old or precious. Inheritance, you look forward to what's going to come out of our kids' and grandkids' lives. So we have this incredible heritage and inheritance, and that's what children are. Then it goes on and says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Wow. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. What's a quiver? A quiver is something they used to have over their, their shoulder or their back that had the arrows in when they went out hunting. And normally they would have about five arrows in a quiver. And so the indication is there that God wants us to have kids. It's to be fruitful and multiply. And one guy said, if you've got more than five, you will be quivering. <laughs> Trying to cope with life. Some of us are quivering with one or two or three because they stretch us and grow us. And parenting is one of the greatest learning, teaching, training experiences in life that God has created for us to grow. And I remember when our kids were growing, there were moments when you'd be talking with them and they'd be laughing or crying or telling you something or doing something. And all of a sudden, it was like they were a mirror to my soul and think, where did they learn that from? And the, the fathers usually say, well, you must have learned that from your mother. And the mothers say, it must have been from your dad. And sometimes you blame the grandparents. But children are a mirror to our own soul with blessing or with challenge for us to grow. And I think, wow, God in his grace has created children to be that beautiful heritage. And that when you have, there's blessing and with a family. And I know some people haven't been able to have children or have chosen not to for various reasons, but God's blessing is on families. And that's why we have a family of God, so that we join in together in a large family where we can learn and grow together. Psalm 128, the next psalm says, verse 1, All you who fear God, how blessed you are, how happily you walk in this smooth, straight road. You worked hard and deserve all you've got coming. Enjoy the best blessing, revel in the goodness, your wife will bear children as a vine bears grapes, your household lush as a vineyard. The children around your table as fresh and promising as young olive shoots. Stand in awe of God's yes. Oh, how he blesses the one who fears God. Enjoy the good life in Jerusalem every day of your life and enjoy your grandchildren. Peace to Israel. Wow, what a beautiful beautiful psalm that we have there and it says that children are like olive shoots and remember olive oil was a currency it was very valuable for cooking and for healing and so when it says they're like olive shoots in other words they grow up 
and will produce great fruit in their lives. <coughs> and that's what we see for our children. Great fruit, not problems, but great fruit coming out of our children's lives. And, and that's the blessing that we have. And it says, enjoy your grandchildren's will. So God is all about family and generations. And the Bible says children are the fruit of a womb. God's creative gift that he put within uh, w- women to be able to create life. And we go back to Genesis 1.27. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. So here we see God's plan of creating male and female to be able to have children, to increase and multiply. And some people have obeyed that command more than others. But uh, we see the blessing that overflows. And uh, we had uh, one of the ladies, Elizabeth Bucklett, we on in the first service. And she's got lots and lots of kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. And uh, I was talking to another um, lady before, and, and she's only a couple of months away from her first great-great-grandchild. And so I thought, wow, that's fruitful. It's just multiplying um, across the community. And we see that that gift to be able to create life is an amazing thing. And we see in Genesis and right throughout history, the devil, Satan, has tried to contend with that and bring destruction or pain or heartache, especially on all of humanity, but especially against women, because the devil is a created being who can't create anything else. And so he hates that gift that God's put within womanhood. He hates that gift that God has put within mothers. And at times it seems like the enemy's schemes come to try and rob women's confidence, identity, self-esteem and bring fear and anxiety. And as, as a church family, we want to strengthen our mothers and, and womanhood. And we see that when Jesus came, he, he lifted up women. He honored them, respected them, valued them. And that was so precious. And so we see the enemies tried to destroy children's lives with the tragedy of, of abortion. The, the schemes of the enemy through human sin with child abuse, physically, sexually, emotionally, to try and destroy the image of God that is planted in every child's life. The spirit of humanity that is created in God's image. So the enemy tries to destroy that with sin and brokenness and strongholds. And sadly, he does a really good job in some people's lives. But thank God that he sent Jesus to come and redeem humanity. He came to stamp his identity back again on our souls, to redeem us back. And we see back in uh, Genesis how that Jesus said, the the Bible says that the, the day will come when the seed of the woman will crush Satan's head. And so we see that Jesus was born of a virgin, Mary, and that he lived, rose a baby and lived and died and destroyed the works of the evil one. And so today, no matter what schemes the enemy may have had effect on our lives or our households, we can reach up and be redeemed and the image of God can be restored over our lives. And thank God that that's the truth that we celebrate today. Even when Jesus was born, Satan stood Herod to try and kill him and destroy him. And yet we see that God came in a dream and they escaped to Egypt and then came back. And I believe that God wants to bring about his blessing over our hearts. 
and over our lives for his glory and his kingdom. And sadly, many religious organizations have brought such control and put down on women. And that's legalism and a scheme of the enemy to try and push down. Jesus confronted that and lifted women up. I'm amazed that when Jesus hung on the cross, where were all the men? John was there, all the others had run away for fear of their lives, but the women stayed and supported Jesus to the end. (coughs) Who were the first ones to see Jesus risen from the dead? The women, because their faith pressed through the fears and there's great courage. And so I want to honor the women today because God's put special gifts in your lives that we need to make room for that to be honored and blessed. Joel, uh, in Acts 2, 17 and 18, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Here we see God's blessing being poured out on men and women. That together we would be carriers of his love, his hope, his grace, his truth for the kingdom of God. I was thinking about motherhood. There is responsibilities, rewards, and the joy of the relationships that happen for mothers. There's a special bond between mums and their daughters and mums and their sons. It's hard to put into words. Us guys look on and think, I don't quite understand. I don't quite get it. You know, sometimes I, I look on and I see the special bonds. And I think, I don't quite get it. But then I realize I didn't have the privilege of carrying a child growing for nine months inside. And that's the gift that God gives mothers. So as men, we sometimes look on from the outside, not fully understanding this incredible gift of motherhood that God has created to nurture with courage and faith and training. Many mothers do struggle with lack of confidence and even a sense of failure. But I want to look at God's word for a few minutes today and see some of the promises from Scripture for mums. 2 Timothy 1.5. The Apostle Paul's writing to Timothy and says, I am reminded of, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, And in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded, now lives in you also. One of the great gifts that God gives mums is faith. One of their kids can be going through a tough time, but there's faith comes. I know he's going to turn out okay. Struggling at school. I know somehow God's going to use her life for purpose and to bless others. There's a dogged determination. And sometimes when kids are struggling, the statement says only a mother could love him. There's, a, there's a, a gift of grace and faith inside of a mother's heart that sometimes even dads sort of think, well, I'm not quite sure how this is going to turn. But a mother says, no, God's given this child to us and I know there's a divine purpose over the life. That's the gift of faith. The Amplified says in 2 Timothy 1.5, I remember your sincere and unqualified faith, the surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ with confident trust in His power, wisdom and goodness, a faith which first lived in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am confident that is in you as well. I love the word sincere faith. What's that mean? Sincere means honest, not perfect but real, authentic and not hypocritical. So God's not expecting mums to be perfect, and every mum knows they're not, just like every wife knows their husbands aren't perfect. 
but it says be sincere, real, authentic, not hypocritical, just real and authentic and connecting to our awesome God. Faith that causes a living daily relationship between a mother and the Lord that then flows out and touches their children and all those that they are in contact with. And it's not just mums of physical children, there are spiritual mums that nurture sometimes hundreds or even thousands of people during their lifetime. What a gift of God that is. It's, it's hard to put in words, but it's the beautiful gift that God has placed within women. The amazing thing with Timothy is that his father was an unbelieving Greek. He became the pastor of one of the greatest churches in the early church at Ephesus. It was a, became a huge influential church. Timothy's father was an unbelieving Greek, but his grandmother and mother had a faith that somehow got a hold of them. The apostle Paul came in and mentored and spiritually fathered him and became a great leader for the kingdom of God. But we see that God established that quickly. The second thing that God puts within mums is an ability to instruct and teach. They just do it when they're feeding them, when they're trying to get them to go to sleep. They're teaching them principles of faith and trust in God. 2 Timothy three fourteen to 17, Paul's writing to Timothy again. He says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you notice there? Paul said, from infancy you learned the Scriptures. His mum and grandma were teaching him as a little baby as a child how awesome it is to read the bible to kids to have the bible story books and over the years we had all sorts of versions of bible stories and the early ones had lots of pictures remember those and and uh, that kept them interested and i remember when we used to read the bible stories because sometimes you'd go they'd, they'd get their favorite ones they wanted to read it every night so we'd take turns or sometimes do it together and have you ever had those nights when you're just tired and exhausted and you think, I'll just skip a couple of pages so we can get through quicker. You know what happens, don't you? No, they know the story off by heart. Hey, you missed a page or two. Then you're going to go back and it takes you twice as long. Doesn't work. But how awesome. It shows how much they're listening. And, and the seeds you're sowing of, of reading the Word of God and reading Bible stories and, and praying together and worshipping together, bringing them to church and to kids' church and, and regularly doing that so the Word of God is put into their hearts and their lives. And, and, and I thank God for our three um, adult children now that are following Jesus with all their heart. Marilyn and I didn't do it all right. We weren't perfect. We made plenty of mistakes. But by God's grace, we did enough right things to see the kingdom of God planted in their hearts. And I want to encourage you, there's great power in those early years of sowing into their hearts. And uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Wow, that's a great promise. And so that teaching gift that God puts within women especially and some fathers are great at it as well and the kids follow 
our example. Proverbs 6, 20 to 22 says, My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. And isn't it so true? Children follow our example. They don't always do what you say, but they'll do what you do. And that's exciting and scary. It's awesome when they do the right things, when they love God and they, they, they're kind and forgiving and caring. But how, what a challenge it is when they do something that's not quite right. And you think, where did they learn that? Remember, they're a mirror to us. And they can mirror back some areas that we're still walking through. When we got anxious or afraid or upset or angry, they will model that. So none of us are perfect, but we need to keep asking God for his grace to help us to be sincere and to show the best example, the best consistent example we can of loving and forgiving. And and when some painful things happen, don't avoid the issue. Kid comes home from school and has had a fight or this has happened and there's disappointment or rejection don't get up in arms about it take it as a teaching point to hear what's God saying through this is God trying to deal with some selfishness in that child's heart is God going to teach him the principle of the power of forgiveness and restoration looking for those moments of celebration or pain that can be our teaching times Deuteronomy 6 5 to 9 says love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul all your strength these commandments i give you today are to be on your hearts impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road in other words when you drive your car probably because you don't do a lot of walking together as families when you lie down and when you get up tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads write them on the door frames of your home and on your gates Wow. So those principles, have them in front of us all the time because it is so powerful. I remember when we were driving to school, we'd pray for the kids, you know, and, and we would read the Word of God together. And, and it's just so powerful because then when they become young adults, they start to live those principles out in their own unique way, not quite the same as you do it, but they discover their own personal walk with God. Because when a child's young, you're helping them grow in their faith. But as they get older, they then discover God for themselves. It becomes a personal faith, not a second-hand faith. But the power of sowing in. Thirdly, another thing that mums just have naturally is love. A nurturing, loving, caring heart. It's a gift of God. Rarely do you hear of a mother abandoning her children. Sadly, some dads walk out. Rarely do you hear of a mother walking out on her children because there's, a, there's a, such a connection. It's love. Proverbs eleven sixteen says, A kind-hearted woman gains honor. You don't have to teach a mother to love her children. It's, it happens so naturally. It's a gift of God. Mothers express their amazing love in a multitude of different ways. Through their hugs, words of encouragement and wisdom, listening, cooking, gourmet meals, master chefs, driving the family taxi to many events, helping with homework, washing clothes, organizing birthday celebrations, spiritual input, prayers, and a thousand other expressions of love. Here's a real word of encouragement for all the mums who sometimes run out of love or the emotions or energy to express it. 
Romans 5, 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The really good news is the Holy Spirit keeps on filling up your love tank when it's run dry. Sometimes God will send, the kids will fill it up, His love, but His love can fill you up when you run out. Because we're human and we sometimes just run out. Or sometimes it leaks out because we've got some attitudes and stuff that's made holes in our love tank. And God will help fill it up again and fills us with His Spirit. And lastly, the fourth thing that I see that God puts a special gift in mums is prayer. Because they love their kids so much, they, they pray for them. They pray for them. The power of a praying mum. One of the life's greatest blessings is to have a godly mother. One of the greatest gifts you can give your children is to be a godly mother. I've watched how Mary Lynn has prayed over our kids consistently, probably more consistently and diligently than I have because there's that love. Prayed for them when they're struggling through school. Prayed for them when they're looking at partners in life. Prayed for them, still prays for them regularly, consistently. And has been a good example in so many ways. I remember my mother praying for me. She was a prayer and intercessor and she'd go out in the car and there were six kids in the house and find a quiet spot and I'd hear her praying away and we'd be watching telly instead of doing our homework. I'd hear my mum praying out there and you'd get convicted and get back and do your homework. As a teenager, you'd be sort of wrestling with doing the wrong thing and then you remember mum out there praying for her kids that all follow God and, and, and some get into ministry and I think, God, what chance did we have? And then I found out a few years ago that my grandmother was a prayer and intercessor. I thought, what chance did we have? And she used to cry out to God. I only met her because she died when I was seven, so I didn't know her very well. But other relatives told me that she was a real prayer. And uh, Gwen Roberts here knew her and that she was a prayer and intercessor. The story goes, some of her sons were pilots in the Second World War. And quite often she'd be woken up in the middle of the night and she'd pray and intercede for them and then weeks later the the letter would come and and the stories would come where they were almost shot down or their engines had gone and they arrived back and they weren't expected to survive and they'd chase the times and it was exactly the time that God had woken her up to pray and intercede for her kids so my uncles were alive because of a praying mother folks God can't help that he can't resist a, pr- a mother's prayers for her kids and grandkids and for the family of God and the spiritual mums when you pray let me tell you God's heart is moved and he responds don't give up so you think well I prayed it hasn't changed don't give up because God's power is consistent as you cry out to God I want to read a quote from USA previous USA president Theodore Roosevelt as the worship team comes up when all is said it is the mother And the mother only who is a better citizen than the soldier who fights for his country. The successful mother, the mother who does her part in rearing and training the children, who are to be the men and women of the next generation, is of greater use to the community and occupies, if she would only realize it, a more honorable as well as a more important position than any man in it. The mother is the supreme asset of national life. She is more important by far than the successful salesman or businessman or artist or scientist. Wow, that's what President Roosevelt understood, the power of a mother's influence, training, praying for, nurturing and loving. 
child. You might say, well, I didn't have that sort of household or mother. God's grace can redeem and restore. Maybe you're the first one in your family line that's become a Christian. God's grace has now broken that cycle and you can now, by his power, turn around the next generations. God's power is great. Don't let the enemy rob you and think, well, you missed out or, or you just didn't do it real well. That God's grace is so awesome. He gives a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. His grace will come and he will bring the other people into your world to help them get there. Oh, God, let your power flow. One more verse in Psalm 113, verse 4. God is higher than anything and anyone, outshining everything you can see in the skies. Who can compare with God, our God, so majestically enthroned, surveying this magnificent heavens and earth? He picks up the poor from out of the dirt, rescues the wretched who've been thrown out with the trash, Seats them among the honored guests, a place of honor among the highest, brightest and best. He gives childless couples a family, gives them joy as the parents of children. Hallelujah. Wow, what a promise. What grace that God brings into our lives. Let's all stand in his presence. Just let his presence touch your heart. We'll just sing this song a couple of times and then we're going to pray. This day, for some it's a sad day. Maybe you're here today and, and family or children aren't here for various reasons or they live away or maybe they passed away. Maybe you've got children or grandchildren that aren't following Jesus and that burdens your heart. I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing today. That if any of those areas relate to your heart today, why don't you reach up to heaven right now? I want to pray for God's grace. There's, just, there's brokenness in families. There's children aren't following God and that is a great burden. I want to join together with the family of God right now. And let's believe. Let's believe for God's restoring power. Father, I join with each one who's identified with this prayer and in agreement right now. And I believe, Father, for your, your grace to reach out and touch and rescue each of their lives. God, hear the cry of their souls. Lord, bring restoration in their lives. God, bring restoration in their households and their families. In Jesus' name, Lord, rescue them. Bring them back. Let your grace and power reach into their hearts and strengthen each person's prayer right now, Lord. Let faith continue to fill their hearts. Lord, we believe for your restoration. Oh, in the salvation in every household, in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we praise, we sing that over our families, Lord. Hallelujah. Dynamics. I think, how can I honor her when there's just been so many things that haven't been right? And maybe there's a need for forgiveness and restoration. You say, God, I'd love to see that restored. I'd love to see it change. I'd love to see, Lord, it just come into a place of healing and wholeness today. If that's you today, I invite you just to reach up to heaven because I want to pray. There's, there's just been issues. There's rejection. Maybe there's been deep pain. And today you stand here and you just think, God, this is just... This is so hard, but I just want to pray right now for the grace of Jesus. Father, I just pray right now you would reach out your arms of love, support, and hope into every one who would cry out to you for a restoration in relationships with mothers or 
daughters or sons, your grace will just be restored. Let forgiveness flow. Lord, let hope and grace flow that you would make a way, Lord. You would open up doors that no man can close. You would bring a hope and a way for a restoration and healing. That rejection will be cast off. That offense would be laid down because your love would restore. Thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. One more thing is before we finish today. Maybe you're here today and you don't know this amazing Jesus and you don't know his forgiveness and his hope in your heart. Maybe you've never experienced his salvation, that free gift. Bible says you must be born again. It's an encounter with Jesus, dealing with sin and opening your heart to follow Jesus. Maybe you've once known the Lord, but today you realize it's time to reconnect or reaffirm your faith with Jesus. Just as we have our eyes closed in this holy moment, I want to ask you, is this speaking to your heart? Do you know it's time to come to Jesus or come back to him? If that's you, I just invite you to lift your hand and say, please include me in this prayer. Who's that today? Maybe someone's invited you along or God's been working in your heart. Just lift your hand and say, please pray for me, Pastor Oz. I want to get right with Jesus. I want to come back. Who's that today? God's calling you right now. The couple in the first service responded to Jesus. I know God's calling heart. God bless you. God bless you. Who else today? You know that it's time to put Jesus first in your life. Not just as an extra on the side, but at the center of your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Who else today? God's calling you right now. Oh, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just let your love fill every heart. Some people's love tanks have been just drained with conflict of fear or anxiety or just business. I see some people who have been so busy, some, especially mums, just so busy caring for their families and working and studying and, and giving and sharing and supporting others. And you say, my love tank's just a little bit drained. We're going to sing this twice more, and then we're going to finish our service. If that's you, reach up to heaven as we do, and just believe for the Spirit of God just to refill your heart today. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.